1: What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the State of California.
2: And good afternoon. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter and host of the State of California, along with Patty Rising.
1: One day after we broke the news about Governor Newsom's new ad campaign against Proposition 30, the battle over that ballot measure is intensifying even more.
2: Yeah, now the fight over whether to tax millionaires to subsidize electric vehicles in California is shaping up as one of the most contentious measures on the November ballot. You wouldn't think, Patty, that this would turn into such a high-profile battle. I mean, voters overwhelmingly love the idea of charging people who make more than $2 million a year, 1.75% extra on their income tax to fund EVs and charging stations and help fight wildfires. You know, on its surface, that is a no-brainer for most voters since very few of us make $2 million a year or even in 10 years. But now Governor Newsom has become the face of the opposition to this initiative, and he is extremely popular, likely to cruise to a landslide re-election victory. So that means many of the 60% plus who are probably going to vote for Newsom may now turn around and say no to Prop 30 simply because he tells them to. Uh, In response to that new campaign ad from Newsom, the Yes on 30 folks are firing back with everything they've got. They held a news conference today to tout the potential environmental and wildfire benefits of their measure. They're having another event tomorrow in Oakland to kick off their campaign with the CEO of Lyft. John Zimmer, as well as Oakland Mayor Libby Schaaf, Assemblymember Buffy Wicks, and others. And now comes word that Lyft, which has already poured $15 million into this campaign, is giving another $10 million. So that's $25 million so far. And you can bet, Patty, there is a lot more where that came from.
1: You know, Doug, on the surface, this seems so simple, millionaires versus environmentalists, but it is more complicated than that, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it really is. We were talking yesterday about how politics makes strange bedfellows. There are millionaires on both sides. There are environmentalists on both sides. Uh, Yeah, it's not cut and dried. You've got Gavin Newsom, Newsom siding with the California Republicans against the California Democrats. You've got a lot of environmentalists saying yes on 30. Uh, You've got Gavin Newsom, who's Mr. Clean Energy and Climate Change, uh, saying no on Prop 30. You've got um, millionaire John Zimmer of Lyft pouring money into raising his own taxes. You've got uh, one of the heirs to the Gap, uh, the Fisher family, uh, pouring money in on Gavin Newsom's side. So, yeah, it's really not a black and white issue. There's a real split here. You've got teachers unions on one side. You've got other unions on the other side. Um, and, and I think that does complicate it for voters because, you know, a lot of times people look and see it at these measures. Well, who's for it? Who's against it? Well, when you've got some newspapers, big newspapers saying this one is good and others saying it's bad and some unions on one side, some on the other people you vote for on one side and people you vote for on the other, you scratch your head and say, I, you know, I don't, I don't really know. I mean, I, I, I like all these people and they're telling me two different things. So, yeah, this is a pretty complicated one.
1: I'm not sure I would have anticipated that Governor Gavin Newsom would have gotten in on this one, right? The face of this one. I I guess I could have seen him getting involved on the online sports betting measures, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, there are people who say, well, he's siding with his millionaire buddies. Remember, Gavin Newsom is himself quite wealthy. Um, But uh, what he has said is he doesn't like, and, and he's been relatively consistent on this over the years, uh, this is what we call ballot box budgeting, where, um, you know, we've had so many constraints over the years on how the budget is allocated based on things the voters have approved. So Prop 98 for education funding that, you know, almost half the budget has to go to schools. We have all kinds of different measures over the years that require certain levels of funding, leaving the governor with a lot less leeway when he's drawing up a budget, leaving the legislature with less leeway. He doesn't want to be ha- have this revenue come in and be put into a box that has to go to programs, even though they're ones he supports. He wants to be able to to move money where he thinks it should go. So even though he's put a lot of money into the very programs that this measure would support, you know, subsidies for electric vehicles, more charging stations, wildfire prevention, he doesn't want to be constrained by yet another measure that limits him on the budget. I think that's a big part of why he's doing this. Although the more cynical observers say... Yeah, he just doesn't want his buddies to have to pay more on their taxes.
1: Interesting point. Now, you, you mentioned how much money has already gone into for and against for Prop 30. Is it a just a, a slam dunk conclusion that the most money is going to go into those competing online sports gambling measures?
2: Yeah, I think there's no doubt. I mean, that was the start of the big media blitz, right? It was I mean, we're probably all sick already about hearing, sick of hearing about those measures, um, but they're paying the bills. Um, yeah, they're going to spend a record amount of money on Prop 26 and 27. Uh, those two rival measures, that's the centerpiece, I think, of the fall in terms of the ads you're going to see and hear. It's going to be well over $100 million. It's going to be a lot of money. They're going to shatter the record. Uh, you've got the the gaming, you know, the online gaming companies, DraftKings and FanDuel, spending a lot of money to try to pass Prop 27. You've got the tribes pushing prop 26 instead people are really confused i think by those measures and when in doubt confused voters tend to vote no so it's in the interest of the prop 26 folks to get people confused and have them vote no because they don't want 27 to pass and i've probably confused people just now just talking about them but yeah that is where the biggest money is going to be spent but don't forget there's another dialysis measure on the, i was going to bring this, that up this be- fall which means you know 100 million dollars on that or some ridiculous amount of money a thing that no one understands uh, but that comes back every couple of years they're going to spend a lot of money on that, and people will still probably say no to it.
1: Doug, that continues to confound me. I'm so glad you brought that up, because when I first saw that that, that they had spent $100 million on that, I'm like, I just do not get it. Why do they keep spending so much money on this thing?
2: They do it every couple of years, and this fight is over um, whether there should be certain levels of staffing and requirements at these dialysis centers, you know, nurses and Restrictions that aren't in place on those that are in place at, say, a hospital or a medical clinic. The dialysis industry does not want those things to pass. So they spend a fortune to defeat it every time. uh, And the, the people who work there keep coming back and trying to pass it. Uh, And you're going to see it over and over again. And the money is coming from the dialysis industry because they don't want more regulation. Uh, And they're going to put up all the money and they have a lot more than their opponents every time to try to defeat it. And so far, they've been successful. But this will be, what, the third time I think we've seen this on the ballot and people have gotten used to it. I think they still sort of scratch their heads about it, which is one of the reasons most people vote no.
1: For all the hundreds of millions, couldn't they just give in and and the staffing levels? I mean, would it cost them more than 400 or 500 million dollars if it did go through?
2: Yeah, you'd think if at this point they would cut their losses, right? But I suppose over many, many years, if you amortize that, it's going to be a lot more than it's costing them to defeat these measures. So, I mean, that must be their math or they wouldn't do it, right? So uh, it's it's coming back again. It's like Groundhog Day on Election Day when, when we have to vote on a dialysis measure. Uh, and then, of course, you know, you've know you got Prop 1, which is you know the abortion measure, which nationally is certainly the most high-profile one in California. But there may not be as much money spent on that one because – you know, 70%, maybe closer to 80% of Californians are going to vote yes uh, to amend the state constitution to protect reproductive rights and contraceptive rights. So you don't need to spend a lot of money on that one to convince people to vote one way or the other. What they do need to do is get people out to vote and remind them that it's on the ballot because it's going to drive turnout. So you will see a lot of, uh, you know, what we call free media, a lot of uh, campaign events with all sorts of organizations, but maybe not as many commercials and not as much money needs to go into that one. Thanks so much, Doug. All right, Patty. Always good to talk with you. We missed Brett today, but we'll be back tomorrow. You can hear the state of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It's also available on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. Tomorrow, we'll be hearing from one of the proponents of Proposition 30, kind of spending a lot of time on that this week as it uh, rolls out for November uh, to respond to what we heard from the No on 30 People yesterday. You can find me on Twitter at Sovereign Nation. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS.